You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. <laughs> How long has it been since we went live, do you know? Uh, it's been a while. We've just been so slammed. Yeah, um, it's so horrible. Performance Max has really taken over my entire life. Uh, yeah. In a good way. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. So uh, I told our members that we would enable members only chat um, voiced, which is something I want to do, but I can't figure out how to do it in Restream. So I, I want our members to know we are going to honor our promise, our commitment. Uh, lives are going to prioritize members because honestly, because you support us. Like if you're paying money, that's a very strong indication that, um, I don't know, I, I feel like you're, you're, you're chipping in. Let's say you're buying John and I digital coffee. It's not super expensive. And then if you don't want to pay money, that's okay. Don't, but you're just going to have to wait. Um, once we get through all of our member questions and we'll go to, uh, we'll go to non-member questions. Yeah. Um, looks like we have two people watching now. Hey, Dave. <laughs> no, it's Dave. No, Dave. God, I should have guessed. Oh, it's Dave. <laughs> it's, it's, it's our troll. <laughs> it's the person that I make inappropriate comments back and forth in. Uh, Dave had the funniest <laughs> comment yet. Uh, I don't know what John does with his hands. We got Yeehaw Cowboy Boots. That's hey, it. Dylan. And Dylan, what up, Dylan? Long time no talk. Uh, John, nice John to see you. Rolo. They see me rolling. Oh, um, man. All right, y'all. Here's what we want to do. We want these live sessions to be so jam-packed with value that uh, the world can't help but share them. So um, start dropping your questions, comments, concerns, confessions. Uh, we'd also, to be honest with you, because everything that we're doing now is so new, I want to be challenged. I want people to say like, hey, I tried this and it didn't work, or I think you're wrong about whatever, because chances are there's shit that we're wrong about. As a matter of fact, F.A., who's one of our strategists internally here at Solutions 8, uh, he said, hey, y'all, I want to try this. And John didn't think it would work. And John's the smartest Google Ads guy in the whole wide world. So really, most people, if they were intelligent, would say, okay, well, I'm not going to try it. F.A. tried it anyway at John's request, because John is phenomenal and, and humble. And... Uh, knocked it out of the park. It did work. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it was interesting. He used a performance max campaign targeted add to carts instead of the actual purchases. Um, and it is something that normally with Google ads, you would actually have a person that would um, that would add a cart, not really, you know, um, never really want to buy something and you have a high bounce rate, high cart abandonment rate. He goes, yes, but I think it's going to be cheaper. And I said, I don't think it's going to work, but let's try it. So we did it. Um, oh, one second, my wife's called me, and I don't know why. So let's just chat real quick. Um, I am live. I know, right? Uh, okay, there we go. Um, so normally you have people that will add something to cart and they won't check out, or there'll be a cart abandonment rate of like 68%. He goes, I think I'm going to get some C cheaper CPCs, though. Uh, it's kind of like how Facebook would work. And so Performance Max does kind of have a Facebook-esque type of approach to it. Um, and so that was something that I was like, well, Let's see, as I don't think the CPCs would be cheaper because I think the CPCs are going to come from where um, the actual channel that's actually performing. That's, gonna, that's where, where you're going to see a CPC. Um, so with that being said, the, I said, do it anyway. Let's see what happens. So he tried it and it didn't work for a little while. He's like, no, the CPC is not dropping. And so like, okay, we'll just keep going because the only way that we're going to actually get better about this is if we actually, you know, try this stuff. And so he tried it and it kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, and it actually has started to work. So the, the add to carts are actually now converting at a higher rate. Um, and whether that is two, twofold, one is it just performance mass max 
um, if it's just normal ebbs and flows of how this works and then it's just starting to get better and better or is because we started tracking the add to carts. So there's a use case to be made for both, but regardless, it's working. Um, it's and so like that's what's really- version of maximized clicks. It kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what's really, really interesting is, will this actually work? And I'm not saying that this would be the way to do it, because I'm still skeptical. I'm glad it's working, but I'm also, uh, thinking that there could also be the, you know, the three week period that performance max just learns anyway, in order to see if it's going to start to work. So whether they were going to be adding to cart and then buying, or if we now is because we're tracking the add to carts and now they're buying more frequently. Um, there's a use case to be made to both, but that's the thing too, is we never really stop testing. There's no wrong answer and everything is one just big gigantic AB testing for Google anyway. So always keep, keep trying to come up with new things. Cause what I've, what I've learned within performance max, is there's no right way to do one thing. There's four right ways to do one thing. And three of those right ways, yeah, and three of those right ways may not work. <laughs> so um, uh, so Dave, uh, from your experience, Pmax doesn't work well for lead gen so far. I have a challenge to that. I've figured out a few different ways to, uh, to use this. And I, actually, I'm, I'm gonna get with Dylan right afterwards. I saw Dylan your question here before. Take your lead forms and make them difficult to, to fill out. Um, we learned this back in pure broad, uh, for lead generation. What we found with performance max is a, don't use the lead forms in performance max. It gets spammed like crazy. So that's something that they still need to work on. I'm under NDA, so I can't say what's coming out, but there's a way to stop that. And there's a way to pre-qualify people before that happens coming. So hang tight. It's amazing. But the other one is make your form fills, uh, yeah, and you're not losing the lead form. So it's good. But the other part is make your website forms harder to complete. Um, I'm not sure. Can I share screen here or is that not yep. going to work? Yeah, okay. there's a little computer with an arrow there. Oh, uh, yeah. So this you got to be careful here. about what you share, though, because we can't edit. Remember, that's OK. Uh, this is something that, that's fine. It's on their website. So um, while you do this, so. I just want to mention, Jay, Dave said you guys realize the Masters is on. Dave, we don't watch baseball, so it's fine. Oh, <laughs> so here, here's a company called Southwest Building Solutions. It's one of our clients. If you look at the form filled, I, I'm not actually even going to generate a lead unless they have the width, the height, the length. How did you hear about us? All the, like the building that they want to build. These are big hundred, two hundred thousand dollar buildings. And I can hop in on a live on our day if you'd like, and I can show the back end of HubSpot. These people are filling this out in its entirety very, very well. I actually was looking at it earlier today. So that actually might be. Uh, something that was still in my uh history here um let's do this here uh da, 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 jesus long time ago uh betas uh it's gonna be inside of spot oh here it is uh there let's see if this is gonna pull it up yep so this is southwest building solutions it's okay that i'm sharing so i'm not going to share any kind of like you know personal information if we go to the contacts and I'm going into more filters and I'm looking at just the original source of paid and then looking at just recently, they spend nine grand a month. So it's not something crazy, but you can see the form fills are the first, the second, third, fourth, fifth, yesterday, today. So just taking like the first, I'm just going to grab like the first, you know, three or four, but you'll notice that the form fills that are coming in, uh, when they hit the form submission, it's Apache Junction, Maricopa. They're looking for a 16 foot by 110 foot length and 75 foot building. It's a huge, big, expensive building. Next, we're looking at the form submission. 
uh, three sides, one opening, Chino Valley, blah, 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 uh, a 14 foot height, 50 foot length and 50 foot width. Cool. Next. Um, and these, that's what is really interesting. Um, looking for close to these dimensions doesn't have to be exact. When you have a good quality campaign and you're targeting good quality traffic, it's the form is going to tell Google these are bad, just spam the bad. And you're like, well, I'm getting a junk lead, but why aren't these increasing? Make your make your form harder to complete. And then when Google finds that it can see a conversion, then it's going to start to spend more money. I've done this with about 11 clients so far. Plus, I've actually used uploads. So after I get a good quality conversion, I will then upload those conversions back into Google Ads and only count those two uh, conversion actions inside of Performance Max. It takes a little bit of time to produce, but it will work. I have not yet had this fail. Um, What's that? Yeah. See, here's the problem with PMAX for me. We have no idea where the clicks are coming from. It could be all junk clicks from display. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, use a TCPA or TROAS, depending upon it. Um, and if it's spending most of my money on display or YouTube, that's not what I really want. I would 100% agree. The way that I've Ooh, found I, I want to fight both of you. Hold on. Well, yeah. you answer first, John, and then we'll. Well, if you're looking for like smaller budgets, yes, and you do have a a, a YouTube campaign and the, the and, or or display and it is junk, I have seen that. You're you're 100 right. I have not yet had that be um, failed by using a TCP or TROS. Um, TCP and TROS has over time. You got to give it about three weeks to a month and a half. You'll see traffic, and I'm I'm looking at UTM parameters inside Norbeam, so I know exactly where they're coming from because I'm using UTM parameters at the asset group level. And then you'll see actually where those those clicks are coming from by the channel. And so I've seen them shift crazy. You'll see your CPCs go from 10 cents to $2. Like it'll actually go through different channels. But go ahead, Cosmo, what were you going to say? Well, so bat me down hard, please, even though it's in public. Um, I understand why somebody would say that traffic is display traffic is junk pre-performance max because it used to be. And display traffic makes, I mean, what would you say, like 99% of Google's inventory is display yeah. traffic, right? Yeah, pretty much. Because it's goal-driven, performance max, first of all, it's really interesting to think about this. Google just found a way to maximize 99% of their inventory that was all, you know, more or less wasted otherwise. But because it's performance-driven, I don't think there's such a thing as junk clicks in performance max. It's, it's a goal-driven initiative meant to meet either a TCPA or a TROAS. So who gives a shit where it's coming from? If it's your audience and they're doing the thing you're asking them to do, there's no such thing as drunk traffic. Well, and, and you're right. It also depends on your your signals. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> disagree. Still drunk. <laughs> so if you do what John just said, which is you raise the bar for a lead. So I'll use our agency as an example. When you go to Solutions Eight and you say, "I want a free action plan," you have to provide us with all the information, and then you provide us with the budget. And depending on what budget you say, we actually take different actions and we don't count you as a conversion until you land in the proper, let's say, budget threshold. If somebody's doing that, I don't care if they're from display. It doesn't matter. As long as, I mean, you know, outside of them being a bot or lying, but there are ways to, to, to filter those out too. Yeah. So Dave, um, what junk are you seeing? Um, that's my, my question. Uh, go ahead. Oh, actually, I'm going to hop through some other ones, but give me, give yeah, me a no, scenario. We skipped like, Dylan, by the way. Yep, yeah, and that's what Sam. I'm going to go back to Dylan. Oh, and John Rolo is the only member on, so make sure you give John extra love. All right, John. <laughs> It'll be right after, right after Dylan. Only oh, Dylan was part of a mastermind, so I got, I got to show. All up. right, we got to mastermind. Anyway, to combat losing quality impression share when adding more asset groups to PMAX. Um, you, 
combat losing quality impression share. Yes. So when you're looking at, and I, I think I understand what you're saying. When you're looking at your insights tab, don't focus on affinity audiences. Affinity audiences are not where you're going to actually find your quality. Uh, affinity offices are a subset. It's a secondary permanent fixture of the personality of the person that's in market. So I'll give you a quick example of that. When you're looking at trying to build out more asset groups and you're looking at your insights tab, first thing you should be building out is your asset groups based on those search categories. The second one is going to be based on your in-market audiences. And the third is going to be based on your uh, affinities. Affinity is a permanent fixture of your personality. So for example, I'm a do it myself, or let's just say that's one of my affinities, but I'm in the market for a, a build it yourself chair for your office, whatever it may be. This is a real life example, actually, it's just for a different client that I can't share, but I'm looking for a, a chair for my office that I have to build it yourself and assembly is required, but my affinity is do it yourself. So if you're target do-it-yourselfers, you're targeting people that like to clean their car, they like to work on their house, they like to landscape, they like to build, you know, model trains. That's not what they're in the market for. That's just what they like to do. So when you're looking at when you're when you're trying to target people, don't target a person based on their affinity unless it's really relevant to the affinity. So for Dylan, for you, an affinity audience would be workouts, gym rats, like those type of affinities. Um, health, eh, too broad. Um, Health could be someone that's trying to do like a keto diet, but they have they want nothing to do with creatine. Uh, and Dylan knows I just know your product, so that's why I'm explaining this. But in the market for you know health supplements, like that is going to be something that's different. So looking at in markets are going to be first. Anything affinity is going to be really high. My first initial area that I would say is to start to build out asset groups is by those search categories. Build a search category asset group and use two different asset groups. One is going to be the people that searched recently. One is going to have the purchase intention and only stick the keywords in there from the expansion area of your, uh, of your, um, insights tab under that search category. That's going to be the highest way. These also give this time, every single thing that I've seen in Google, this takes three times longer because you're on search display, YouTube shopping discovery and, and local maps if you're, if you're doing that, but you're also doing built-in remarketing. So it's almost like saying like, hey, how long should I give these six campaigns time to work? Well, you're actually taking six campaigns, you're chopping their budget into one fifth each, then combining it together and then adding on remarketing. It's going to take a lot longer. So you're going to need a plus plus add Google on says 45 days. Do you buy that? Uh, their official statement today was three weeks before you even can That's reach funny out. Said that. I've seen it change. It started at four weeks in the first mm -hmm. uh, PDF that they sent. And then I saw 45 days and now they're saying three weeks. Yeah. And what's funny is. We actually reached out because we had one campaign that wasn't even running at all. Like we launched it and it was just like one impression and it stopped. And I'm like, everything looks fine. Um, previous campaigns were fine. And we're like, Hey Google, what's going on? And they're like, as it's hasn't been three weeks yet, contact us back after it's been three weeks. Like mm -hmm. they will not even help you unless it's been a minimum of three weeks. So that's well, kind that's of like there. Because in going back to the, just the documentation, I realized the documentation can't be trusted because it's from Google. Uh, but they also recommended, or they also insisted that you can't review your campaign, the health of your campaign until after it's in learning mode. So the four weeks that they were recommending in the document was learning mm -hmm. mode first, which could be a week or two, and then four weeks to run. Gathering up data, right? Yeah. Oh, Nick Foster's here. Y'all, Nick Foster's our CFO. If you need a surrogate CFO, go find Nick Foster. Smartest guy in the whole wide world. Um, yeah. John Rolo. John. Without store visit reporting, small budget retailer, how do you measure optimized report on your success? Actual door count trends before, after changes in the account. What's your thought process on this? I actually uh, would track GMV. 
Um, so a lot of times if you don't have store visits, one way to help that is to um, run more display. Uh, display will actually, uh, well, hold on. Can I pause you? We're getting all that in July, right? When Google takes over local campaigns anyway, they have to be rolling up features to supplement. No. So what happens is you actually don't have, you have to have a large enough amount of store visitors to protect people's privacy. So 10 people show up, they're like, well, you can probably find out who those 10 people were. So unless you have like a couple hundred per month, we're just not going to show you. So but the problem is you have to have a couple hundred per month. And so what I look at is a few things in trends. So I look at the uh, driving directions, the clicks to call, the website visits, you know, if you're at a restaurant, like a menu item, for example, we've been able to do this with two, well, actually 12 different re uh, offline locations, but in two main companies at six each. Now, once you start to add in more, more budget, once you're above the 100 to $150 per day mark, and you'll see that your, your click to uh, click for driving directions, once it starts to increase, you'll fall above that threshold. The one thing that we did though, to help this is display will actually be able to count the store visits if that is running alongside of a local campaign. So you can actually get view through conversions from display. So heavy amount of display traffic, very centrally located and localized supplementing that accelerates that process quickly. But I actually have a pretty much hard, fast rule now with like small budget retailers where it's like, unless you're spending 150 to $200 a day, this is as good as it's possibly going to get. Um, you can have that offline conversations of, well, have you seen um, uh, like more people? That's really, really hard. So what, are we, what we've been able to kind of help help in the instance of that case is one of the headlines um, inside of the local campaign, for example, I would actually put a mention this coupon code. And so what we actually had is people coming in and be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to mention like X, Y, and Z. And they get like a free drink or they get like a free dessert or something like that. So when people are engaging with the Google My Business from my local campaigns and they see that in my ad copy and nowhere else, then they actually are able to redeem that in store. And they're like, oh, this is actually working. I do have people coming in and asking me about this. That has been the best for local. It's unreliable, but it's a trend that usually helps with that, that individual retailer. Mm connect the soundbite to what you're doing digitally. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw somebody do something I thought was interesting. This was Scott from Socialite. Um, he's got some clients. He's a Shopify guru. He's got some clients that have Shopify stores connected to retail stores. And so what he did is he changed the percentage amount small. It was like 22%, 23%, 24%, 25%. Those are the campaigns he's running. And then based off of what the customer came and asking for, that's how he connected them back to the campaign. And I was like, <laughs> that's, that's kind of, you know, that's not a, that's not a bad idea. It's like, analog split testing right that's smart that actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> uh, i ignored one of our members i'm, I'm going to mispronounce your name and i hope you'll drop it phonetically for me in the chat but it's omni i think omni thanks for being here appreciate you uh dress i get a lot of clicks with zero time spent on my website um dude isn't pmax just like right now surged with bots you know what's funny is I haven't had any of this. I'm trying what's to figure this out. Jaden <laughs> keeps talking to me about CAPTCHA for forums because he says that his performance max campaigns have been bot heavy. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, they, it's weird. I don't know why the campaigns that I've launched for lead generation, they're they're not. So um, something Jaden is doing? Yeah, let's 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 fire yeah, him. Just playing no. Jaden. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, here's what I would say is um, is interesting. Your asset groups are a hard target. So your asset groups for lead generation should be consistent with your search 
campaigns, or at least your, your search terms that you had in the DSA. When you're starting with Performance Max, the signal has turned into a hard target. So when you're like, here's all the people that may be interested in this, the website that they visit, and here's my data, and Google's like, okay, so there's a whole bunch of random junk here, and let's just go. Um, it will figure it out, but it's going to have a lot of random junk in the beginning. And then if you're counting a form fill that is easy to have bot traffic complete, it's going to just say, okay, so I got a bunch of random junk that's converting. I did my job. And so you have to, you have to limit to what, what performance max can do and where it can go. The most high quality that I've seen inside of performance max has been the, um, what people are searching on Google or have a purchase intent. That is number one, where everyone should start for lead generation. Before you go after the hobbies that these people are interested in or the affinities that they're permanent fixtures of or uploading your website data that if you had bots to your website before, they're going to go find more bots. Uh, that's very common in YouTube only. It's not just a PMAX campaign. It's very common in YouTube. But if you also are counting a conversion that is easier, just imagine that Google is going to try to find the path of least resistance, take that and then explode it as fast as possible. So if it can find a junk audience, or if it can find a junk category, and that happens to be about conversion, you're going to only get those. So understand that you're not necessarily giving Google um, a, a compass waypoint. You're saying, go here hard, fast with my 100% daily budget first, and whatever converts, converts, and then do that all over again. So you limit that. You, you start with the purchase intention, which is last 14 days of high amount of recent activity, or you only start with the in-market audience segments first. Google's going to say, oh, it's not best practice. Upload your data. Unless your data is 100% clean, you never sent a bot traffic from Facebook or Instagram or got a bot click from organic. It's going to take that and say, Bruh. the other part is you're also going to get a whole bunch of branded traffic when you actually put your own, your own data in there. So don't do that. But start with a very heavy limitation, knowing that Google is going to going to find something it likes and then blow it up as quick as possible. So don't give it every single target and then give it something easy to do. You have to make this hard. One of the things that's not, and I can't talk about this, but one of the suggestions you're going to hear from Google officially is actually only giving it a conversion of an upload conversion. So it's offline conversion only Pmax. And I think they're doing that because of this issue, because what they've basically told everybody and through automation is, hey, upload everything you possibly can ever and just let us do its job. And it's like, well, this sucks. And so what they said is, how about we do this? What if you only upload your good quality leads and that's the only conversion Google can see and then let us do its job? You can do that. but that that takes time and effort. But if you give it a hard target to achieve first, then it's only seeing the good quality traffic, especially if you're saying if they fill out these seven things and these you know, three on the seven page are over this threshold, we send it to that thank you page. And if it's under, we send it to that thank you page and only count that thank you page. So only count the thank you page as a conversion action, but still send it to the same target. Make sure that that form is harder though. The problem with Pmax is you're, if you are, are giving it what Google asks it to need, it will spiral out of control and it'll do that for e-commerce and through lead generation more so with lead generation because people aren't actually putting in your credit card so it's easier to get a bot conversion john can i ask a question it's going yes. back to john rollo's question um with offline conversions i thought that's a brilliant value bomb by the way um if you're a local business and you're uploading offline conversions can't you just upload all of your offline conversions and then google's going to take the people that came in digitally and match them to folks that saw advertising Yes, but I wouldn't start there. And that's part two is you'd have to guarantee me that's 100% quality. What do you mean? Um, 
Because well, if, they're, if they're all offline conversions, meaning they came into my store and they bought something, that's 100%. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Say, say it again. I'm, I'm thinking about offline Yeah, so I own, I own a brick and mortar. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I get 100 people come in a day and buy from me. I'm just going to upload literally all of them, regardless of where I think they came from. You could tell me you came in radio, television, newspaper. I'm going to upload you because Google's going to match my uploaded offline conversions with anybody who saw ads. Yeah, and now if you have a view through conversion, um, which is what the uh, store business are actually counting, it means interacting with Google My Business. They actually don't have a G click, they don't have a click. So you can't actually upload them back into Google Ads. Um, so the way that the, the offline conversions for store traffic is I search for like haircut place near me, Google My Business popped up, I click driving directions, I actually showed up. Google's gonna say perfect, they click driving directions and you have a store visit. Um, they never made it to my website though. And so that's where that offline conversion gets a little bit hazy where I could have hundred people show up that never made it my website. And so I actually can't upload them because I don't have a G clip that I've captured. Mm. 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 <laughs> Ruin all my good ideas. <laughs> Anthony says we have 20 different groups of products. Is there any drawback to having 20 different performance max campaigns? Anthony, yeah. I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is a little bit of a secret sauce, but I actually will focus on. Wait, wait, wait. How, how secret? Pretty secret. Is Anthony a member? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you this. Don't start with 20 different campaigns. Focus on asset group first. Um, the way that I figured out how Performance Max works unbelievably well, we have a lot of we have a lot of people in our space that are saying like, well, if I figure this out, then I can be a big competitor with Solutions 8. So just do this. Don't focus on multiple campaigns. Focus on multiple asset groups. Um, that should give you enough to say like, okay, how do I explore it that way? Everything we're going to do in campaigns, do in asset groups. Um, it's way better, trust me. Um, let's see, and uh, anyone else experience performance max spends very choppy. One day, nothing. One day it spends, then nothing that spends. Yeah, so with Performance Max, the only one that works in the beginning, the only bidding strategy that works is maximize conversions. Make sure e-com priority is working well if it's e-commerce. Um, but maximize conversions is the only thing. Anything, maximize conversion value without a TROAS, default to 200%, and it will have that choppiness. If you're uploading your own data, it's going to have the choppiness. If you're, if you're essentially giving everything but a very high quality cold traffic signal, it's going to be choppy, um, especially if you're not using only maximized conversions. So there's a few, I guess, golden rules, and this is confirmed by Google today. I call it them. Maximized conversions is the only thing, doesn't matter what type of company you are, maximized conversions is the only thing you start with, not TCPA, not maximized conversion value, not TROS, maximized conversions only. You can upload your own data, but you're, a lot of people are going to find that Pmax is going to also get a whole bunch of brand conversions. That's because of targeting your customers. It's it's all of a sudden it's like, wow, now it kind of seems like it's obvious to us. Um, so run DSK and interest first. I maximize conversions. Give it time. Don't touch it. Um, I have campaigns that go from 300 to 400 to 600% row as in 14 days without touching it. Not one change. So give it time, but also don't give it your own data. Because basically what you're doing is you're creating a big remarketing campaign, then adding a T-Rose or TCPA and saying, why is it choppy? Sometimes. I'm not saying you're doing it, John. I'm just saying that's a lot of times that was what happens. So I've seen that a lot of times before. Think of it like Facebook. I want a lot of cold traffic. I don't want my data. I want my best asset groups. Have 15 to 20 different asset groups at least. 
So when you're launching PMAX, don't start performance max with less than 20. My average is 90 when I launch PMAX. So understand that's, that's something that max, right? Hundred is the max until you have to launch a new. Yeah, we we hit max. <laughs> we, we so this is the first time I've ever heard you say this. Twenty asset groups per Pmax campaign, regardless of product, service, industry, etc. Yeah, and hyper segment. Um, now, if you're lead generation, sometimes that's going to have to be twenty different campaigns because you're going to be hyper segmenting. Well, what about this campaign with this? Uh, and then, depending upon also your business, turn on or off URL expansion. URL expansion, I've seen that when I give it a final URL. Turning off URL expansion. That's right. But lead generation makes a lot, whole lot of sense because okay. lead generation, when you have URL expansion on, what that is, is it's a DSA targeting all web pages. Your blog, I'm getting a whole bunch of people that are jumping on my site and they're not saying there. Well, are you turning off URL expansion and sending them to not a landing page or squeeze page, but a relevant landing page on your site? Mm -hmm. Turn that off. So don't upload your own data there because they're going to send your own traffic to your own squeeze page. That's not going to work. So what's weird is everything that Google has said to do, it, it's been it's been like fighting an uphill battle where it's like, holy crap, don't do this. That's why Pmax hasn't worked for anybody else. There's not a single thought leader online that isn't that has embraced Pmax the way we have. And I don't blame them. I'm not even throwing lobbing grenades, but it's because they all try it according to Google's instructions and it fails. Well, Google will tell you you're not doing it right if you don't do it this way. Yeah, it's literally it's like upload your data. Uh, I didn't. It's not set up. It's one of two best practices. You're 50% complete. With we your need knowledge. to write a book, dude. It's just called Do Not Listen to Google. God, and it's, it's horrible. That's the book. <laughs> so, right. Well, that's what's weird is for my e-commerce people, start with 75 to 90 asset groups, even if you have 20 SKUs. Doesn't that require a massive budget to work through all those asset groups? No, not at all. Uh, and that's what I thought, but it's, it's not at all. What I would assume, um, too. Like right now, I launched it with a $250 per day budget, which is pretty big. Um, but I hit 300 ROAS in three days, pure cold traffic. What's the minimum budget to run PMAX, generally speaking, e-com specific? I would say 100 to $150 is really where anything below that. Because it goes back to, if you've, if you've been following us for however many time, I've never strayed away from this, from this, um, this mantra. You're taking a search, a YouTube, a shopping sometimes, a GSP, a display, a discover, and a potentially local campaign and saying, you all get $12 mm. because I spent a hundred bucks a day. Well, to the point that Dave was making earlier, Google <laughs> is obviously prioritizing display. Yeah, it's it's prioritizing display depending on the signal. And How do you feel about Osama's little hack creating search campaigns so Pmax has to come and steal from the search campaign, thereby forcing it into search? Yeah, and I, I love it. And I, and I actually have campaigns that are still running pure broad, that are that are performing better than my Pmax campaigns. Probably, okay, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. I know which one you're talking about too. It's, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so that's what's interesting is like there's no way to, there's no way to splice this. Um, well, no, there's ways to splice it. There's no way. There's no golden rule. There's no way. No way to, to permanently splice it. You have to. You have to, I guess here's the golden rules you should follow. Whatever you give it as a signal. Imagine you're going to use all of your channels to go after that audience. So you upload your customer list. It's going there. You upload your all website visitors. Congratulations. You have a gigantic remarketing campaign. So that is, that is what is, is signal is a very dishonest term. It's hard target with the opportunity to expand when it wants to. That's yeah, what the that expansion should will happen as soon as you've exhausted that signal. Right. But remember when we were looking at, uh, and everyone's probably experienced if you run display, 
you run display, you forget to turn off expansion, and it's like you had 12 clicks on your target, then 7,428 clicks of expansion. You're like, oh, that's all junk. Yeah. It's going to do that. But if you give it, it like, here's my customer list. It says, okay, we didn't find anybody there, but we found everything that we found as a common denominator. He likes, you know, planters, peanuts. You like skydiving. Here's a whole bunch of junk traffic. But if you've so got a TCPA in place, does it matter? It, well, no, but if you start with a TCPA, usually it doesn't run. Or if you start with maximized conversions and you didn't give it a wide enough target and then 70 other targets individually for it to actually funnel out the, the money into the correct asset groups. Mm. And yes, it stutters and dies. So that's the bad part about this is Google is, I'm, I'm excited because it's going to just completely screw everyone up in the world and they're going to have to kind of turn someone for thought leadership. You that are already here, good job, good job on you. But when Google forces smart shopping to be automatically upgrade into performance max, it's going to build one big gigantic asset group and it's just going to fill in data that it believes. Dude, that's going to be a, a sad day for so many retailers when oh, they want to make that worse. Oh, yeah. But that's the problem. <laughs> I'm it's looking forward to it. Our phone's going to ring off the hook. <sighs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's going to be a fun day for us, but please don't start performance max campaigns with less than 20 uh, individual asset groups. Um, and it sounds weird, but I- yeah, What I, kind of trouble did you just get our CMs into? Are you saying every single campaign we're currently running, we have 60 some odd performance max campaigns, they all have more than 20 asset groups. They're, they're building them out fast now, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I well, forgot that's where we were in the Q&A, in the chat overlay. Where do we leave off on? I'll get right back to it. I have a, here's a, uh, here's a comment. Um, it goes, whoa, your team moves fast. Do you have some time Monday? And I said, yes, sir. We need to get this up and running ASAP. So my team worked through the night to get it completed. Was that the, uh, Abhishek? Yeah. 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 That was 88 different asset groups. And that's when I showed them a screenshot of saying, we're actually 50% more revenue today as of yesterday so far. And that was at like 11 o'clock. That's what I mean. It's so weird. You have to, you have to start very well. And how you do that, it's kind of our secret sauce. Um, I'm going to share as much as I can. Just know that don't start with one, please. Mm. Uh, let's let's go back up. Um, I think we just answered John Rolo's. Are we on Fogel again? Here's a situation. I have a click to call button on the landing page. Uh, no, we haven't done that one. Here's a, Oh, I have a click to call button on the landing page. I am seeing all kinds of clicks to call actions coming from VMAX. Oh, no. Uh, Dave, I would, even running just search, my opinion, don't run click. Um, the reason why we literally have a whole in-house team that scores every single phone call that comes into our campaigns is because we saw the same thing years ago, um, that the click signal is, is pure junk. Um, that's what we see. I, I, I actually, there's a, there's a fairly large white label partner of ours that when I came in, I'm like, you don't actually have 274 call conversions this month. You have three. He goes, I know that's why you're here. Um, and so that's, what's interesting is we almost lost a client because the client didn't know any better. And they're like, why did all my conversions go from 200 to four? It's like, cause that's the real one. Um, we listen every single phone call that comes in and only shows up in Google ads when we have listened to it and then said, yes, we have a quality conversion, pipe that back into Google ads. Yeah. Dave you went know? on to say further in chat, this client does not give me access to call tracking metrics. Dave fired the client. Yeah. There's no way for you to, yeah. Truly. Either say, either say you're happy with this or important. If you're not giving me the tools in order to make this better, why are you paying me? Like that's, yeah. I, that's literally conversations I have with clients. Um, you're, Dude, paying you're running an agency, better. by the way, I, I'm really insistent upon this now. 
you do you're doing them a favor and a service by letting them know i won't run unless you run the right way because we used to do that too you want the business and it's like okay we can make a concession you're not going to follow the rules it never works out ever no ever never it's like hey the last time you had surgery to tell the doctor what scalpel to use and what gauge needle to use no they knock you out because they probably can i i can't do that to you yeah. <laughs> uh Sikolaki said uh greetings from germany uh greetings hey. from Deutschland. I don't know. How do you say hello in German? I'm so uncultured. Well, thank you for being here. Hold on. Uh, I'm still loving Yeehaw Cowboy Boots. Oh, I hope hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> if I put you that, blame Google. I use Translate. Uh, Yeehaw Cowboy Boots. I hope that's actually your name and not a brand. Yeah, uh, I, I really hope. That's a oh, dude, it's my boy. So Michael Roviello, hey, Cossum, thanks for the info. Let me know we can use these Google Ads strategies for Optimize. So if you're in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Michael owns this amazing place called Optimize where I go for cold plunges, and it's it's really awesome and reju reju rejuvenative. Hey. I interrupted you, John. What did you say about your parents? No, I just said Yeehaw Cowboy Boots had cool parents, if that's what uh, I mean. Yeah. Uh, Sikolaki, hi, guys. I have a question regarding smart shopping and performance max. I had before a very good smart shopping campaign, but switched to Performance Max. I don't get the impressions like before. Here's what's going on. When you launch Performance Max with smart shopping, if you pause smart shopping and you launch Performance Max, you're actually ignoring your previous audience and you're trying to get new. Smart shopping is 80% remarketing, 20% new customer traffic. Performance Max is 80% new customer traffic, 20% remarketing. Smart shopping will not remarket the audience unless that's oh, sorry performance max asset group can only remark at that same performance max asset group that earned the click so what you're doing is you're saying okay i have a 12-day time lag and a thousand people that have been remarked to i paused it and i launched some brand new traffic and why isn't this swift shifting over a standard operating procedure that we use is when you launch performance max with smart shopping launch them at the same time with the exact same daily ad spend you'll see performance max kind of trickle off and die and performance or you'll see smart shopping trickle off and die and performance max will start off well what you're doing is you're letting the dynamic remarketing finish its job because it's not actually getting new and they're not being targeted by performance max smart shopping is going to be still working on remarketing those people until that audience just atrophies you'll still make your sales row as be good because you're not spending that much money you're getting all the people out of the pipeline at the same time that you've launched performance max for the new customer acquisition i have something critical to share okay where did it go Wow, that's a sweet desktop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Slack right now. This is awesome. <laughs> I made, I made the meme. I, I did this. I was like, huh? And he goes, oh, I should have got that screenshot. So I did it again. So he screenshots. So I turned myself into a meme. I mean, I like it, but that's what peak performance looks like. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Uh, uh, oh, will GDPR affect Google Ads? Man, horribly. Uh, really. Well, well, they killed Google Analytics. Google Analytics yeah. is effectively illegal in Europe. Did you see that? Yeah, I. here's my opinion. I don't know enough about what to blow up with C4 to say here's a good strategy. Yeah, here's um, my opinion. Leave Europe. Yeah. No, that's, that's cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is. And that's what's bad is if they're basically just like, oh, you want to see who's on your site? No. Do you want to have shopping camp? No. It's like. Yeah, well, what I, sucks is the California legislation is being modeled after GDPR. So we're probably not far behind. No, that's why when you look at your setting up your Google Ads tag, it's like, do you want to tag everybody in the United States? Yes. What about California? Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Uh, I don't have a good enough strategy because everything that Google's moving towards, GDPR is is pushing away. So you're we're going to come to a head where there's literally nothing left. So I don't know. 
uh, a good answer to that because there may not be legally anything we can do. Um, Tarn, uh, how to scale performance max campaign and running a campaign with conversion value and got me 260 ROAS, but not spending full budget. I don't have a ROAS set. Here's what's interesting. With a 260 ROAS, you're 60% over what the limit is. So this is what I'm saying is it's, it's not going to either run or scale. Maximize conversion value will default to 200% ROAS. And if it tries to spend a dollar more, it won't. Because it's like I'm, you basically have maximized conversion value with a T ROAS of 200%. That's what you actually have. My opinion, change it to maximize conversions. And then don't use a TCPA just yet. It will still kind of get the same same results, but scale with maximized conversions running wide open because maximized conversion value running wide open without a TROS will not scale if your scale puts you below a 200% ROAS. Local ads, in my opinion, suck. Man, Dave, I'd love to have you here. I'd love to go toe to toe. I have a lot of good use cases I can share with you. There, we, should I got have, some... just, we should have him on just because I think it'd be a crack up. It, it would be, it'd be a lot of fun. Dave, would you want to be on? uh alive with us i think that would be really fun wait uh, we shouldn't do it live we should have the opportunity to edit dave <laughs> <laughs> uh probably we're probably gonna swear and it's gonna be a lot of fun um let me just do something here for for a moment um when it depends on obviously your local campaigns now local campaigns are um they're susceptible to also having a place that people want to go to um and that's where I think it's kind of funny. If like no one wants to come to this location, we we feed. we find that that's actually something that is is really true. Um, now I'm going to share my screen here for a moment, and I'm going to share this in a very small sense. Um, let me do this here. Uh, there we are. So that's okay. This should be fine. Let me share my screen here. So as a quick example, I have some local campaigns here. Uh, this is the last 30 days of performance. And uh, it's okay that I share this because it's, it's, a, it's a friendly. But a place called Veggies to Go where you order vegetables, um, we have spent uh, $884. And I have 47 clicks to call, 80 driving directions, 33 menu visits, uh, 16 orders off just Google My Business. Um, a, this is actually incorrect here. New website orders. We do have 1,100 new website orders, and I have 3,343 people that have visited the store, and I actually only count a new conversion. You'll see in tools and in the, uh, I think it's the conversion settings here. The, the settings, I'm only counting a new store visit if the customer labs window is 180 days. So these people that are not, they're, they're younger than 180 days. Once it passes 180 days, those people can then be counted again new. So, um, Secret for the local visits is assets, those ads. I have custom imagery, video content. I have many different ad groups. Um, I have like five uh, and I have probably about 50 different images just for that one local campaign. Um, but on 25 to $30 a day, these things crush it. Uh, it, it can work really well. Um, That's all gold, thanks. What do you think about Clixies? Should we tell them? For Clixies, what do you mean? Yeah, well, so Clixies reached out to us to sponsor, uh, and we they gave us a Clixies account to test with because we said oh. we wouldn't sponsor until we tested. We tested it on five accounts. It improved two of them nominally, and the other three killed. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't like Clixies. Um, I don't endorse it. Yeah. That felt stronger than I meant it to because I really liked the people at Clixies. 
Uh, they seem to be good dudes, but I just think that Google does the best job it's going to do at trying to uh, kill fraudulent clicks. And I mean, I, I do imagine that ClickSees catches some stuff that Google does, but the, it's it's a what's that term? The cure is worse than the disease mm-hmm. because it kills like all of this super relevant traffic that for whatever reason it seems to think is irrelevant. Yeah, I think that that's something that is very true. I I, I did not like ClickSees. Um, for a lot of very specific use cases as well. Oh, and by the way, I know that uh, John, you're saying, can you defend local campaigns? Those local campaigns that you're now seeing in the last 30 days, I started those in December and they had horrible performance for about two to three months. And then it just started to kind of get ramped up and up and up. One thing that's very important is this is a white label partner that does only local campaigns for the restaurants. And they are essentially crowdsourcing information back to me and saying, yes, they are. They're seeing new friendly faces. They've been in business 25 years and they're seeing a whole bunch of people they've never seen before. So. I can only go off of a happy client, the data, and kind of what I'm seeing. I have no reason to believe this isn't working because that's the only thing that that company is doing. Uh, no Facebook, no Instagram. It's this. They're a, they're a restaurant marketing company. So I don't know. Uh, I haven't had the bad performance yet. Um, and it might just be allocation, high competitor, horrible price, bad reputation. I can throw a wrench in the gears of everything that could have low performance of local campaigns. Um, I don't go to Taco Bell. If I was running a local campaign for Taco Bell and I don't go to it, it's like, you know, is that is that a local campaign not engaging those audiences or do people just not like that place? Also, look at the reviews, horrible reviews, not enough reviews, not enough good star reviews, especially if it's something that is is business is the whole reason why. Um, what's it called? Um, like Foursquare and, and 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 Open Table and Yelp, all those places exist for pure reviews because that is the make or break of the company. So we could fall down some rabbit holes. I would just say. Um, there's a lot of things at stake there, uh, a lot of things that work. Um, so just would say, you know, I like to go toe to toe with, with some challenges and maybe even kind of, kind of like wrap back and forth about why one would work or why not. And then possibly look into what you're doing see what's going on. <coughs> Osama was here. <laughs> one of our strategies popped in. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, I have, uh, haven't seen them to be effective at all. I stick with search and display. Just quick question, John and Dave, when you talk to the campaigns or talk to the clients that are running local campaigns, what have they said? I picture you talking to your campaigns late at night, John. You're like, good campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, could they keep going? Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Who's daddy's precious? <laughs> That's really the secret sauce is I have good performance because I, I caress them, uh, and I tell them <laughs> affirming, affirming things and they just look. <laughs> I have good performance because I caress them. <laughs> this is the best out of context statement that anybody's ever made. It's true for so many things. That's just my that's my goal in life. <laughs> if you're watching this, we're looking for John's right hand. <laughs> Dave's interested. He said he was. He's happy to do so. Uh, let's see. Uh, so she says mobile apps. It has to because mobile apps is in the display network, right? Uh, not yet, actually. Mobile apps, no. Uh, they have been, in my experience, total. Dave, I, I need to help you, like, a lot. Um, Dave, why are you outsourcing to us? Seriously. Man, yeah. I can. Sh- I have a campaign from a company that is a very large publicly traded company uh, that launched a new business off of it. And the only thing that's really crushing it is my mobile app campaign with $2.38 downloads. But, Dave, again, here's what you need to do. You can't go off of downloads. You need to do download. You need to do user engagement. You need to do sign up. You need to do like take advantage of a free offer. You need to be like, you know, uh, uh, become a subscriber. 
All of those things need to be tracked. And as you build them out, take your campaign action and keep moving it down the funnel. If you stay high at app downloads, you're not going to have it. You're not going to have a good success. So keep moving the needle further down the funnel and you're going to see a good conversion, a crash, good conversion, a crash, good conversion. And what you're doing is saying, okay, give me downloads. Now can you give me engaged users? Can you give me subscribers? Keep asking it to do, because right now you're basically asking an app download to do, if you're doing that is give me some clicks and it's going to do that. It's going to say, so you got to keep, make sure they keep going down the funnel and, and build out the new tracking within the app in the SDK and then ask it to keep going down that funnel. So just as an example. Dimitri's uh, performance max works really great for me. It showed up uh, 700 to a thousand percent ROAS in the first two to three months. Well done, Dimitri. Dimitri, quick question. Your insights tab, how much brands there? I got, I wanted, I'm curious. I'm just doing surveys. Uh, Dave, interesting. You like display too. Uh, what kind of creative? Okay, cool. Uh, you guys can wrap back and forth here. I only use it for small budget retargeting. Okay. Uh, Yeehaw says, hmm. <laughs> I don't remember what that was about. Um, I can tell you from experience with my Google rep, they don't know how PMX works either. No, I've been invited to actually speak with Google with their with their product team about feedback. So I'm teach them how to use their product. I know, I know. They're like, we're impressed. I'm like, you built this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, should I scale up daily budget on search campaigns slowly? Um, man, that's a lot of question. Yeah, it depends on all. Yeah, the on everything. Tom, tell us more. Yes. Uh, did you just say you have 90 asset groups in the campaign? Yes. Yeah. I usually start with 80 to 90 asset groups. Is that uh, that's different a, copy or different targeting? Uh, everything. It's uh, a group of assets, A-B tested against multiple audiences, and then those multiple audiences, A-B tested against different groups of assets, and then listing groups are all the same. So you're just not splitting up your split testing in a separate performance max campaign. So like if I have, we'll call it asset set A, B and C, audiences A, B and C, then I'm going to use every variation. Asset group, asset set A versus audience ABC. So there's three asset groups, mm -hmm. B versus, so, so on and so forth, right? All in the same campaign. Yeah. So if you have like, let's say 10 SKUs, you take your first SKU and you develop a SKU, an asset group as a SKU and you use 15 image, different images of that SKU, five videos of that SKU, five the headlines, five blog headlines, five descriptions, and then go to a combined audience of everybody you could possibly find inside of your, inside of your um, asset group targeting. It sounds weird, but do that first. Then clone that and remove everybody, but one really high, uh, highly qualified uh, insight. So something like good quality DSKs. What's good quality DSK? We'll go back a year in your search terms for that SKU and find everything that ever converted and then add that as a people who are typing this into Google as an interested target with purchase intention. Like you can see how deep this rabbit hole goes, but it is a, it's the largest thing. It'll take you no joke, probably 10 to 15 hours to do this, but it's the only way it works. Um, if you let Google do its thing, you get kind of halfway shift performance because Google's like, eh, like I found a good one. I found a bad one. And yeah, good enough. Yeah, right. John, can I get you a bigger water bottle? Now I see why you need an assistant to lift it. <clears throat> We've got six minutes left. We've got to fly through these. Yep, uh, let's do it. John Rolo, forgive me if I missed this. You keep saying more than 20 asset groups for PMAX. What is the reasoning behind this again? Why is it so important? We kind of just touched on that. Mm -hmm. You're looking for hyper-segmentation to identify what's working. Solutions 8, so you would not put a phone number on a landing page. No, we no, would. I would. I would, but... When someone calls, you listen to that call. If that call was a good call, you export that call with the GCLID that the call tracking metrics call rails has attached to it. And you upload that GCLID back into Google under a different different conversion action, say quality call, and then bid against that. We might be switching from CTM to call rail, by the way. I'm going to talk to you about that. 
Okay. Uh, F is here. Hey. Hey. Are you guys doing a performance max video on lead generation, like advanced stuff? We we promised we would, and then we didn't, so we should. We're, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, I don't want to ever like say like, hey, here's what you do, and then we're like, hey, here's what we found out we should do instead. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why we've been a little bit dark because it's been a whole bunch of testing. No joke, we're spending probably about thirty million dollars a year on performance max. So there's a lot of good stuff coming, but yeah, it's it. Everything you ever thought about it, just get it out of your mind. It's the stupidest thing. It's the weirdest uh, that Google just kind of threw everyone under the bus and be like, ah, you figure it out. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, uh, John, you're blurry. Your screen is blurry. That's probably good because we had contact information. That's serum. I'm going to have that blurred. No, Dave, you got to put your glasses on. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely not a fan. I'm with you. That's from Jason. I don't know. It was, sorry, Jason. We, I click these. Oh, okay. There you go. So would we, <laughs> if anybody has any ideas, we would love your help creating assets at scale. Yeah. It's, 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 it takes a long time. Uh, here's a quick tip. You can clone assets from another campaign. Um, my opinion is clone your assets, then change them. Here's a quick pro tip though. If you're e-commerce and you clone the assets, the selected products that that listing group had doesn't come with it. So be very, very, very careful. If you have 80 asset groups inside of Performance Max under one campaign for e-commerce, and if you take the 80th, 80th asset group that was targeting these six SKUs, you clone it, everything comes over except those six SKUs. You have to go and reselect those SKUs again manually. So a lot of times people accidentally make one asset group out of 80 that will actually target all products, and then that's the only one that works. Again, why reason for bad performance? We found that out. That's one of the, yeah, it's a one little odd tidbit. Um, Curious for, oh, I'm curious for that local campaign that you showed. What number of in-store visits uh, has using store visits data-driven and store visits last click as the metrics? Oh, I actually use first click. Um, How dare you? Yeah, I use first click just because we're only running local campaigns, and there actually is close proximity of all of those restaurants. They're within about a 16-mile radius of each other. So there's going to be overlap because local campaigns can't target. So I did first click to say, well, if you click on that first and show up, then I win. Uh, even if you go somewhere else later. Dave says, we're supposed to talk to our clients. My comment about was uh, maybe fall a little out of favor with local campaigns. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so I was... Oh, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. I was going to move on. I thought that you were just... Yeah, but fine. Uh, I'm saying exclude mobile apps from display. Oh, okay. I don't remember how which we were talking about that when David said that. Um we move so fast. I'm sorry. It's a little, a little jumbled mess here, guys. Yeah, we need to get better at this. Yeah. What is the best way to compare performance max asset groups if there aren't listing groups? Different campaigns. That's what I'm saying. For my e-commerce, throw them all in one campaign. For my lead generation, you have to do them by asset group only. Something I'm going to be talking with Google about requesting that. But um, yeah, with, with e-commerce, remember, the listing group is only the shopping portion of your entire campaign. Something to know. That's why with your asset groups, turning off URL expansion and building them out hyper-segment is the way to go. Uh, have you used PMAX campaign with different asset groups with different listing products? Uh, yes. Again, we we test that a lot. And I've also A-B tested running Performance Max without the feed against my Performance Max with the feed. If you're using landing pages, that actually works sometimes a little bit better. There's so much here. It's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. Uh, if you segment conversion action, then add the column store visits store business, data-driven, store business, last click, you may see a big difference. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, actually don't, um, I don't have that available, which is very strange, which is really cool. I only, I only, I don't count them all as a conversion because they're just all conversions. 
So actually, I don't have that. I'm looking at it right now. Um, segment conversion action. Um, yeah, even in all conversions, that is really strange. I'll have to look at that later and see why. But um, 60 seconds left. Let's yep. get Demi, Demi. Hey, guys. Big fan of YouTube here. Uh, For very well-known brands, would you suggest go to Pumex or go into standard shopping with brand versus generic structure maximize brand? Knowing what we know about what I can't talk about, everything next year is going to, your whole life's going to change. So my opinion, my my very strong, heavily recommended opinion, the reason why we're only doing this now in the future for as a company um, is heavy Pmax. my opinion. The way that you divide them out, though, remember, your brands, think simplistic, individual, multiple, many, 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 many multiple ones. But my opinion is go with Pmax. You guys, if we didn't get your question, we're so, so sorry. I have to go. I've got, I'm on Adam Lyons podcast. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go too. But Dave, uh, 90 different creatives are just 90 target segments. Yes. yes to both. And sometimes you actually have to create multiple campaigns replicating those. Think it, it's ginormous, but start with lazy, just, just start with creatives first. That in all the same creatives, 90 different targets. Once you find the targets, one target, 90 different creatives. Again, <laughs> every Friday, one o'clock Pacific. Members get to talk first as soon as we can figure out that feature inside of our streaming service. We're horrible. We appreciate y'all. Love you. Bye forever. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.